I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Is that the Bell oh, Delphine made it in from mature? Is made it in from from mature. Bell Delphine uh, pets her pussy. You know that's Ooh, what baby. she said. And uh, and then you go and watch it, and it's very suggestive. This is probably the very first video. Very very suggestive. And then all of a sudden, it's like there's a little a little cat stuffed animal cat, and then like in the next cut, she's fully dressed. <laughs> playing with her cat and, uh, and with the cat toys and everything and i started laughing bro i'm like yo that's kind of funny you know and her fans got mad apparently you know like all the dislikes <laughs> how dare you <laughs> yeah so so there was a whole like there's probably like 10 videos and they're all like that they're all just jokes she went in on the joke you know she got two chickens she's like oh bell delphine holds two big cocks and they're two freaking roosters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, she went in for the joke. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of funny. But her fans did not. What's up? How are you doing? It's me, Manny Z. I'm sitting here with Tie Fighter, and that's it. It's just me and Ty. I think I think Buddha, I think Buddha is uh, is stuck at work. I haven't even heard from him all week. He's, he's stuck at work. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we are part working overtime this week. Poor I guy. think so. I think he's working plenty with Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> poor the poor <laughs> bum. Um, But anyway, we are part of the Hardcore Casuals, a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated to bringing you the very best of games, gaming, and all things entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardcore Casuals Lounge. (laughs) Boom. There we go. Ty, how the hell are you, my friend? Dude, I'm tired. Uh, So, I mean, as, as has been the flavor of the week for many weeks running, we are continuing our home remodel. <clears throat> and I have been a baseboard cutting machine for the last few days. Uh, it turns out that our house, they made specifically to be difficult for uh, baseboards. We have a lot of rounded corners. And it's this style choice that you make when you make the house. It's called bull nose. And so all the corners in my house are bull nose. And the problem with this is that it's really difficult to put a flat, straight baseboard around a a like very wide round corner. And so you have to put, you can't just dead end one into the other at a 90 degree angle. You have to put a third piece on every corner and you got to get your degrees just right. And your angles perfect. And then you got to, you know, do all the nailing and caulking and it's just, oof. I'm ready to be done, man. We've been remodeling for a month, six weeks now. I'm, ugh, I'm done. I'm yeah. You've been doing it. You've been, it's been a whole, a whole journey, a whole trek, you know? Yep. And we are we are almost done with what I have called phase one and just about to move into phase two, which is the kitchen. And the kitchen will be it'll be a different set of challenges. Uh, 
because we have all of our floors in and I don't have to walk around with, with flip-flops anymore. I can walk around barefoot now, which is really nice. But once we start on the kitchen, we're not going to have a kitchen sink for, you know, maybe another three weeks, which is going to be really tough considering, you know, that's like you can't wash dishes anymore and you can't like cook anymore for a while because you can't wash those. And it's just like, uh, I mean, like we, I mean, eating out is expensive for three weeks and it's just like, ah, we got to figure out what to do. So I think we might do like a ton of cooking before we start and then just kind of live off of, you know, what do you, I mean, quote unquote leftovers for, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, do, do, and then like freeze a bunch of stuff and hope it works out. I don't know. We'll see. That'll totally work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get there, but yeah, I mean, the end result is going to be entirely new cabinets and new countertops and it's going to be really pretty. And so I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. That sounds good. You know, I know it's a lot of work though. I know it's a lot of work. Oh my goodness. I mean, you're, you're very familiar with the ins and outs of kitchen. So I'm sure you've put together your fair share. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, uh, I've definitely worked in a bunch of kitchens and I, but I have never really done the handiwork for putting it together. Like that's a different set of skills. It's a different set of skills, man. Yeah. Well, we will, we can learn together. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) We, we put in like a couple of cabinets in my bathroom downstairs as kind of like a test to see if we could do it. And we freaking nailed it. So I'm, I'm very optimistic going into the kitchen However, the kitchen is much bigger, many more cabinets in a row. Uh, some of them are up high. Some of them are really up high. Uh, and some of them are, you know, very different shapes. So, you know, it's, we'll see. I'm optimistic because my, my one attempt so far has been good. But my data point is exactly one. So I don't know. Right, right. I don't know what number two through 15 will look like. So, oh, you got this. We'll you see. got this. I mean, we'll you're going to run, you're going to run into some turns though. That's for sure. But you'll, yeah, well, yeah, it, 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 you'll, problems you'll have been the name of the game so far. So oh, I man. definitely do not expect the, this to go smooth either. So <laughs> yeah, no delusions yeah. there. That's how it goes, man. But you learn. What and about it's you? A good experience. Oh uh, man. I've, I've just been, I've just been really, uh, just digging into into just some like hardcore casual stuff. I, I'm very much interested in um, what would what would uh, a store look like, you know? So so there you mm-hmm. go. There's a little there's a little. There you got a little spoilers, peek, everybody. Little spoiler. Casual store yeah. coming your way. Hardcore casuals merch is finally coming. <laughs> you know, we we've had like the the shopping cart for a minute, right? Like, man, why is this shopping cart here? It's like, oh, just wait, it's coming, you know. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I've been working on it, and I, I hope I hope it's cool. You know, I hope you guys like it. But uh, but we, I'm sure we will. See. It's just ooh, that light at the end of the tunnel still feels very far away. But we'll get there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So let's talk about what have we played. Do you get much gaming in there this week? Uh, I did. This was this was a big Destiny week. Surprise, surprise. But um, Bungie dropped a new exotic quest on us this week. Uh, And for those who don't know, there are a couple of ways to get exotic items in destiny. Those are the rarest, like specialist items. Uh, Usually they are, or they're always unique. They all have a special thing to them. Uh, But sometimes they're, they're very specific to the lore of the story and, you know, very important to the backstory of the game. Anyway, uh, this week they dropped the quest for a new hand cannon called the Lumina or Lumina, however people are, are calling it. I'm not sure. But basically you are taking a weapon that existed in Destiny 1 called Thorn 
and you are uh, extracting the darkness out of Thorn and then infusing it with the power of your light to create the very first ever healing weapon in Destiny's history. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So finally we have a true support weapon and it's a lot of fun. It was a, it was a pretty tough grind. Uh, you had to, you had to, to do a lot of farming, um, whether it was the creation of what are called orbs of light, which are little packets of power that you earn uh, for, for using abilities and, and your supers and stuff. And so you had to collect a bunch of, a bunch of these little, little orbs of light uh, you had to play some some gambit. You had to play a little PvP. You had to do uh, some jumping around and doing cool stuff. And uh, all in all, it took us about two days of uh, of solid play to earn. And uh, and I got it. I feel pretty good about it. It's a lot of fun. So every time you kill an enemy with the gun, they drop a little like they don't drop an, it's it's like essence they drop essence. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when whenever you get anywhere close to the essence, it gets sucked into your chest. And you can hold up to five essence at once. And in order to use the essence, you shoot the gun from your hip. You don't you don't pull the left trigger to aim down sights. You just shoot it from the hip. And you just have to point it in the general direction of an ally. And it fires, instead of firing a bullet, it fires this bright white orb at your ally. And there's like a really strong magnetism of this orb towards your ally and just gets sucked right into their back. And for 10 seconds, they get healed and they get uh, 20% damage buff. And then you also get the damage buff as well. So, and then, like I said, you can carry five of these. So you can keep your one teammate powered for a long time, or you can power all five of your other teammates. Uh, It's a lot of fun. It's not a particularly high DPS weapon, but like I said, it's the first time I've ever had a healing weapon before. And there are some modifiers and situations that exist in certain heroic versions of activities that make healing really really important and, and and will make it very powerful so i'm very excited that i've got it and it looks really good and uh there you go it was a ton of fun looking forward to using it i think uh i saw you it was a couple of days ago I, I believe i saw you tweeting the uh the, this it was a pistol right and it had this white yeah, this yeah. white like you guys armor. Me on twitter I, I usually post up exotic drops there because they're Usually pretty cool. It did look sometimes cool. you can get exotics just super lucky. Sometimes they just pop and you're just like, ooh. And I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for I'm waiting for this one set of of leg armor greaves to drop. Cause that you don't you can't earn them by doing something specific. They just fall. And you just hope to God that you get them. And I haven't yet. But they make it so that if you do your melee ability while in the air, it does like bajillions of damage. And I really want that. Oh, okay. But I haven't got it yet. So it'll happen. Anyway, it'll happen. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Pray to RN Jesus. Hope <laughs> one day. I mean, it would drop. I play, I play enough that I don't expect to go too, too long without it coming down. But anyway, yeah. So if you, Manny, if you're looking at this picture, you can kind of see the thorn kind of popping out, right? You can see the thorns coming out of the side of the weapon because it's, you know, the remnants of an old dark weapon. But then there's like, it is now wrapped in light as well. So it's been like resuscitated, but you can still see like the scars of the darkness. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty it's, hot, it's man. Fun. That's pretty hot. Yeah, and then I did. Uh, I, I I am in the middle of what is a very teeth grinding uh, uh, activity. I'm trying to get what's called a pinnacle weapon. Every season, Destiny introduces what they call pinnacle weapons, which are uh, weapons that are not exotic. 
their legendary class, which is good because it means you can equip more than one at once. But they all have very special abilities to them. Uh, an example of this is uh, there's a fusion rifle I earned last season called Loaded Question. And if you kill an enemy with the first charge on your fusion rifle, instead of just dying, they they make a huge explosion and it kills a bunch of things around them. So it's this really great weapon. Anyway, Destiny has done us the favor of putting all of the best PvE weapons behind a very difficult PvP grind. Uh, you, you, you not only have to play PvP, you have to play competitive, which is like ranked. Uh, and you have to get like midway through ranked. So like th think of think of a, a regular player having to get to gold before mm -hmm. they could before they were even eligible to get these weapons. So that's what I'm in the middle of right now. And I'm I'm historically pretty bad at PvP. This has never been my bag. Uh, and so this is a pretty tough one for me. And the the very frustrating part about comp, just like other ranked modes, if you lose, you don't gain towards your goal you actually go negative and it you yep. know, takes you away so destiny's ranks are all based on the amount of glory points that you have and so you gain glory for winning and you lose glory for uh losing and so right now i'm at about 450 glory which is fine but i need 2100 glory in order to gain what's called fabled is the title that you get when you're at 2100 and then once I get to Fabled, I'm probably never going to play PvP again. But <laughs> it, is, it is very difficult because, like I said, you mean you, it's it's two steps forward, one step back, and then sometimes it's like four steps back. So it's it's really really tough. Uh, so I mean, I yes, I do see myself feeling like a little bit better about PvP because I've already played so much this season. But man, it's just this is not how I like to play Destiny. I like I like grinding strikes and nightfalls and doing raids and you know slaying a bunch of idiot computer enemies. But I don't feel like a very strong guardian when I'm getting like two tapped in the forehead by someone mm -hmm, who's been playing mm -hmm. comp since they started playing Destiny. So it's tough. This is a tough one. And I, I keep having people like request, like requesting like, oh man, like let me grind with you. Let me do it with you. And then these are all people who historically have done a lot of PvP. So they're already very highly ranked. And so think of like if a plat player wanted to help a bronze player, like right. what would happen to the bronze player when they're paired with the plat? they get pitted against other people who are high ranked, right? right? So it actually sucks for the lower level person. And then they kind of act now as a, as a weight and make it so that the other plat players on your own team get held back by you because you're playing against teams of plat players. And so yeah, totally, I have man. to be, I, I'm grinding most of it solo because I have to, or at least I feel like I do. So if anyone has any sweet competitive destiny tips, hit up your boy. <laughs> Yeah, you that is unfortunate. Me. I mean, I guess if you had a squad, like a full squad, that well, like how many players makes a team? Four. 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 Yeah. So if you had a full squad, that's a little bit different, you know. So then we tried this actually. My, my oh. very first night of trying, we we it was okay. me, my buddy Teach, who I streamed with all the time, uh, and then a couple other people. We had a team of four, and once again, I want to reiterate. I'm very bad at PvP. And so we go up against other teams of four because the the algorithm wants to match four stacks with four stacks because mm. putting a four stack against a bunch of solo players is a disadvantage for the solo players. Mm -hmm. So naturally, if you're a four stack, it wants you to put you against another team. Except now we're playing against teams where everyone is good and they don't have 
a TIE fighter on their team who's really bad at PvP. And so we're automatically at a disadvantage. So that, again, comes back to me getting paired with people who are really good, but then also getting pitted against people who are also very good and ruining my progress. And so I think I think solo might have to be how I do it. At least I think I'm going to max it out at having one person on my team so I don't get pitted against like three and four stacks. Because you can have like a you can have like one mate with you and then you'll get pitted against like another team with a two stack or something like that. At least that's how it'll that's how it'll favor the matchmaking in a perfect world. Um, is there such a thing as as Smurfs in in this game? Because in Siege, Smurfs is a total thing. Like people have two, three well, accounts. Sure, but like, um. You can't really do a Smurf on Xbox without a live account, so you have to you'd have to pay the Xbox Live for a Smurf account, right? No, so uh, if the Xbox is a home Xbox, right, uh, which most most of them are, uh, you can you can have an extra account, like friends, you know, family oh. can can get on. So all you have to do okay. is create another account, you know. To be honest, I don't like. I spend a I spend a fair amount of time on the Destiny subreddit, and uh, <clears throat> uh, Smurf accounts actually really are not an issue. I don't think those are a thing. Um, I think mainly it's because Destiny is not an esport. Uh, right. There's no there's no professional version of Destiny competitive, uh, and so there's not it's not really worth doing. Um, and also, like the and, whole point is to grind for hours to get the stuff, and who the hell wants to? Get a character right. with nothing. Another thing that another thing that keeps people from doing that is actually, and up until now, is a specific title that you can earn in PvP called the Unbroken. And in order to get the Unbroken, you have to reach maximum glory for three seasons in a row. Mm. And so you have to grind your face off on PvP for basically nine months. And then you have to do lots of other things on top of that. And that's, that's uh, concurrent with like the, the pinnacle weapon grinds that are also in PVP. And that's without even touching like all of destiny, which is the PVE grind. Right. So I feel like, like destiny is not siege and that siege is PVP. Like that's what the game right, is. That is. Uh, yeah, that's it. And so I, I just, I don't, the, if you're asking me, is there people who smurf? I'm sure there are because people are idiots and that's what they do. Right. But <laughs> it, is, it is not like, oh man, I can't believe I'm, I'm getting matched against another smurf. This guy's way too good. Like, no, right. I don't see that. That's not something that is a, is a problem. Right, right, right. Well, it is Thank a sage. That's <laughs> Thank God. No, um, joke's on you. I don't play ranked in siege. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I honestly... Nowadays, I think it's actually better to play ranked. If you come back to Siege, I bet you anything is better to play on ranked. People play more seriously, less stupid shenanigans, you know? Yeah. In, in general, yeah. Um, it's, it's better. Did I hear that they decreased the match length in ranked back to, like, on par with quick play? Yeah, so they recently changed how ranked go so ranked is now uh on par with the esports you know what i'm saying with like the pro league uh i didn't realize uh, there was a difference between pro league and ranked yeah the the board the boards were were different before the um you can do ranked on bomb 
as well as the others, right? Uh, where where okay. in pro league it's only bomb, uh, and it's okay. n- not secure and not uh, hostage. You know, so now okay. and they also have the pick and ban, which uh, which every Ooh. team has as the the opportunity to uh, you know pick a, a, a player that they they want to just take off the board. You know, so like, oh, we don't want. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar Montaigne with picks and bans. That. that was big and smite. Yeah, so pick and ban is now uh, uh, active, and uh, the the maps, the type of maps that you get are, are is different. And also, they took away the other modes, and now ranked is only bomb. So it's okay. pretty significant changes. Pretty significant changes. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, I I think I think though there's a different. Uh, type of play and when I first started it was very intimidating you know because I I would always pick um, uh, 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 the secure area it's very straightforward you get into the room stay in the room you know it's very straightforward but with bomb you have to get in you plant and and now like that is that's the main thing. You have to find the way to get in and plant. And once you plant, then all of the urgency switches. Now you are defending. So you have this this dual mode of you know, you push in for your attack, you have to be tactical and mindful of everybody else and then you switch to defending that position. So and it swings if the team wildly. starts on defense, is the general strategy to like really try and keep you from defending or from from planting, or yes. do they let you plant and then attack you? Um, I, it's never really a good idea to allow for a plant. It's it's okay. a big deal because you have so you know uh, two two minutes essentially on the board, right? And that's a lot. That's a fair amount of time. The second yeah. that the plant goes. You have like third, like thirty seconds at, at most to to get to the to you know deal with wherever the other people are, get to it, and then you're totally exposed as you are uh, diffusing the uh, the diffuser, you know, or activator, whatever it is. Well, wow. it's it's very difficult, you know. So so you don't want to just allow that. Uh, the whole thing is just to just to keep them away from it as much as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I I uh, I was afraid of of ranked for the longest, but I played so long at this point where I'm like, man, it's just better. It's it's better to just go in there. Don't be afraid of it. It's just another game. Uh, it, and if you end up being the lower ranks good, you know, like they play differently and you learn how, you know, how they play and how to advance there. And then the silvers play different, golds play different, like, you know, like you can actually see like there's uh, very strong tendencies within each class uh, that you could learn from. I think is very interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think so. So, so uh, speaking of Siege, I did, of course, obviously, right, I played Siege. I also played, I got back into Wildlands with my brother and sister, uh, played a bit, Permadeath, we're still rolling, baby, we are still rolling, we, t- we haven't played that in quite some time, uh, so when I got back, I was actually afraid, I was afraid because I was like, bro, I'm so rusty, I'm so rusty, <laughs> you know, I don't want to die from something stupid, you know. Uh, but we're still doing, we're still doing it, uh, plugging away. I'm not back where I was though. 
with with a stupid glitch. I'm not back there yet. It's been that long. But, okay, that's good. But uh, but but we're moving. We're moving in a very good. Oh oh oh, my sister. So so there's certain things that are that are big, a big deal, right? My sister ranked up enough to get the drone. It's a freaking game changer, bro. The drone that can heal. Oh my god. Are oh. You freaking, oh, that is so huge. That is so huge. You know, because you can stay safe, you know, hidden, and then revive mm -hmm. with the drone, bro. Game changer. Total game changer. So now, now we're feeling good. Our school. That's a, that's a powerful upgrade. <laughs> so there we go. Um, Siege. Um, I don't know if you. I, I, I'm sure you haven't played, but there's a really interesting uh, mode. It's like a Western mode. You know, three v three. So I saw the little preview for it. I, I was I was going to ask you what you thought of it. It's it's uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So everybody is restricted. Nobody has the special ability you know uh the oh, costumes really? look pretty cool you have a rifle a two-shot rifle and uh a pistol and then that's it right well you, you and have everyone either, has the same weapons everybody has the same weapons everybody has like a mix of the of the same uh attachments you know so you can have the shield you can have the barbed wire you have the gr grenades you know okay uh and it's very very close quarters the map is very small and uh there's no droning you know it's just okay you got the like the, wouldn't that be the funny time. if they had little mice that you could be like a little mice that would, that would actually be kind of fun but uh you it, it's like it's like a minute and 30 seconds i do believe so the the time is shorter and there's no no beginning setup time it's like the map starts and people run immediately uh to try and confront each other you know um, it's a different pacing, definitely different strategy, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I think these kinds of things I, I really enjoy, you know, the time they did before was the hostage where I don't know if you played that one either, but it was like in the um, house map, there's a, a kid's Wasn't room. it all like pink and, and unicorns and stuff? Yeah. 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 It was a bunch of, bunch of, that craziness. was their April fool's day. It was an April Fool's thing, but it was like a hit. It was a total hit. Uh, because you were playing inside the kids' room, and you could you you could run around, right. and you can see the room, like like, uh, and you were just a toy in the room. I was like, man, that's so totally different, but like really imaginative. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And then this is just another another thing, you know. So I like that. I like all that. Hey, man, if they're gonna keep it interesting, that's great. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Having having these mid season events where it's just, I mean this is a limited time, right? It's only going to be here for a couple a limited weeks. Limited time. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just think that's so cool, right? Because I mean the devs obviously work and work and work for something that is only for a limited time. I've always loved the dedication there. Um, I know that there are kind of other versions of that appear in other games. One example I'm thinking of is like uh, the original Dark Souls. There is. Uh, two or three places, two or three entire locations in that game that you have to know are there or else you will never find them. Uh, for example, if you are in the, the deep, deep depths of the poison swamp known as Blight Town, and it, it makes it pretty clear that you're supposed to go 
towards the right. Like that's where the boss is. And you can tell because that's where all the spider webs are. And you know you're supposed to find the spider down there. Uh, but it also really discourages exploration because exploring requires you to slog through mud, which slows your movement speed and also poisons you if you're in it for too long. And you're also getting uh, bombarded with rocks by these ogres that are just throwing rocks at you. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons to not go the other way. But if you do go the other way, and if you do find one particular tree, you can go up into the tree and find a chest. And if for some godforsaken reason you decide to take out your sword and bang against the wall behind the chest, it is what's called an illusory wall, and it disappears when you swing your sword through it. And that brings you to a little, we'll call it a foyer. And there's not much in the foyer. Maybe, I think, I can't remember if there's like a little a little prize inside the foyer. But then if you bring out your sword and hit the back of the foyer again, then a big hole opens up in front of you and you can drop down like hundreds of feet into this entire like underground shore with a giant like eight-headed dragon sitting in the water waiting for you and it's this hidden boss fight and there's a stone dragon that you can pray to and you are now a part of a special uh uh, uh group that um has like special perks and special items associated with it like there's this whole area down there behind two like i don't want to say like two walls that are uh, that are like like hidden doors right and then there's another example of this where if you find a doll in the opening area of the game, but the only way you can find the doll is if you go back to the opening area of the game after you've left the opening area of the game. So you start there, you leave, and then you come back. Then you poke around, you find this doll, and you have to hold it with you for a very long time until you get to uh, a place you know much later in the game called Anne Orlando, and you find this giant, mural on this on the on the wall and then you whip out this this doll and present it to the mural the mural reaches out grabs you and sucks you in and it's an entire puzzle area plus boss fight in there as well and so these are two examples of that's so crazy like, though so there, interesting. there is no reason you should be able to find these and the only reason i found them is because the, the freaking player's guide told me to go find them and i, right. I didn't know they were there i had to walk right past them and you think about the amount of time and effort and dedication went into the creation of these. You know, these are just two areas in the game, and there are many more. And the, you know, the, the, the developers made it so that there is a, a large percentage of people who have played Dark Souls who will never experience those things. And it's like a, it's like a gift to the most dedicated. And I think that's super duper cool. I, I, I do that's, think that's, that's kind of how I feel about these these limited time events for yeah. for Siege, right? This is this You're is a gift right. to the people who are still playing, right? Yeah, to to the hardcore fans and whatnot. Um, I know there's a game that I'm, I'm very much interested in. Uh, it's called After Party, right? It's it's one of those um, um, what 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 is it like a, a point and click adventure game kind of deals? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they, is that the one where everyone's like a zombie? Well, you are this like group of of teenagers, all right? Uh and you end up going to uh hell. You end up dying and you go to hell. And then there's there's a, a mystery that needs to be solved, right? Uh and 
within the game, there's certain decisions that you make will completely cut off different um, different uh, paths and interactions. Uh, like they're 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 pretty severe, from what I understand. An example being that a whole section of the map. Like if you make a certain decision, a whole section of the map will just disappear. So, so the whole branch of of different uh, characters and area that you'll just never see. Uh, and they had to the uh, the reporter asked like, what type of decision making go, goes into that? Where you know you're putting so much work into the game, and you know damn well like some people will make the decision never to uh, never see it and never go back to play it to see what other options were available you know and they just said it's you know it's it's ultimately it's much better to have a more organic experience uh as opposed to the hand holding you know it's like oh yeah this this moment is cool so we're gonna we're gonna force you into it and they may they may uh, enjoy it, but they were saying that that organic exploration and then finding something is, is just much more rewarding. And I, I definitely agree with that, especially like if you were to go back and replay the game. Now you have a real reason to do it and get rewarded in, in, in a way that is uh, much different than if they handheld every, every experience for you. So kudos game developers. You did it. Hooray. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One more thing I wanted to touch on before we jumped into the news. And just to be clear about news today, I think Manny and I are going to be doing a little bit more of a give and take today instead of a TIE Fighter reports the news because there's not a whole lot of gaming news, but there's lots of like stuff going on. So Manny and I are going to kind of go back and forth. So just be aware Work. of that. But uh, another thing I was doing a lot of, and we're going to touch on this again a little bit later. I've been watching a lot of Stranger Things. It came out yesterday i think bro and i've watched six out of the eight episodes already it's fantastic it's very good it's very so good. good um i i think i haven't finished it yet but there's nothing that tells me it's not going to be my favorite season like it's the best season. it's it's, it's yeah the best. it's yeah. brutal by the way uh young viewers be warned it's it's easily the most mature season so far but it's excellent so that's all i'll say about it for now so I'm not going to mention anything about it, but I will. I will say that uh, I, I I want to say that it's shorter than the other seasons, right? Eight yeah, episodes. Yeah, eight episodes. But yeah, I think there's the not a moment. There's not a wasted moment in the entire season. I it agree is with tight. that. Tight. There have been no lulls at all, and I, I mean, I know season two had that god awful episode nine where Eleven went to the city and accomplished like zero things, and then came back as if nothing had happened. And it was like, to me, that right. was an episode I will forever skip. Like, I have no reason to watch that episode again. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, see, that's the thing where where you okay, you want to have your character go and and have an experience, and that's fine, but. Like in this case, and it happens all the time. It they just it doesn't matter. It, it meant nothing in the long run. So why even do it in the first place? It's just a waste. It's just a wasted moment, a wasted episode. And, and they do this all the time in shows, you know. But let me tell you, bro, season three. If you haven't watched it uh, yet, ladies and gentlemen, it is fantastic. Not a wasted moment. 
it, you know, it's, it's shorter, but I, to me, it's better. It is lean. Oh, and no, it is the, so e- good. Each episode has been a freaking thrill, right? It's been really oh, great. I've enjoyed it. I can't wait, bro. All right, listen, when you're done, when you're done, you run to spoilers chat in, into the Discord, and we need to chat. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I just finished it. T- I just finished it today. Actually, I just finished the last. Uh, there's a there's a chance I might finish it tonight, and if I don't finish it tonight, I'll finish it for thing first thing tomorrow before my wife wakes up. So yeah, right. it'll be it'll be soon. Oh baby, uh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, okay. So yeah, the news. I guess it's time, right? Moving on. Let's do it. All right. Why don't you start us off, Manny? Okay. So, um, we didn't. We weren't around last last week. Unfortunately, uh, we have we don't have a backup, we don't have a backup recorder, and I wasn't feeling well last week, so we weren't able to actually record the episode. Uh, and there's several stories that happened last week, but one in particular that I really just wanted to 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 bring up. Uh, popular YouTuber Etika was uh, was found dead. Uh, in New York, he's 29 years old. Uh, very popular. His name was was Desmond. Uh, he he struggled with mental illness for quite some time, and and he uh, apparently d- uh, died of of suicide. And it's very very, it's very you know I didn't I wasn't really a a fan. I didn't follow him. I knew of him. He was very popular. Uh, and I and I knew of his troubles, you know, but it's just such a hard. It was a heartbreaking thing to me to to see this, and I think it's important to bring up, uh, mainly because I you know like the uh, people see interact with YouTubers and streamers, and you know like we're like they're we're real people, you know, we're real people. And uh, and I remember seeing some things uh, before with some clips of uh, he had a mental breakdown in New York, and you could see the chat just spewing vile things, you know, Yikes. Uh, it, you know, to him or whatnot, as if it's all a joke, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like a, a reminder of of several things. A like that we're all real people, uh, and and. Words have consequence, you know. What I'm saying, like how how we act, you know, even on the internet, you know, we have this 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 veil of uh, of uh, anonymity, you know. But it doesn't mean it doesn't excuse you or absolve you from being a decent human being, you know. That's one one point. And the other point is is that it's so to me it's so sad. One of the things he he wrote as he. Uh, uh, on 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 his like farewell his suicide note was essentially like an apology because I'm sorry I didn't get help. He knew he knew that he was struggling, and and even on his note saying goodbye, he said I'm sorry I didn't get help. So it's a really to me very heartbreaking thing. I'm should to everybody. It's just a sad thing, uh, and. And I thought it was good to to bring up from because mental illness is a thing, and there's no shame in seeking help. You know, there's no shame in it. 
100 percent. and if there's any viewers who feel like they need someone to talk to hardcore casuals are always here for you know for you to reach out feel like you have someone you just need to vent to we're here or if you feel like you need someone to help you find resources for you we can obviously do that as well so please don't feel like you are alone in this i mean as someone who sits in front of the camera you know many hours a week it's it's definitely something i understand right because you you whether you try or not a lot of us put on you know a a so-called face for a stream right you it's all positivity it's all fun it's all smiles um because i mean at least for me i'm trying to portray a brand i'm trying to create an environment that is welcoming and negativity is not part of that and so i kind of have to keep it bottled in myself if i'm having a bad day or if i'm dealing with something rough or, or what have you um, I definitely know that like, you know, my community is there for me if they need them, if they need to be, but you know, I like to, I like to convey a sense of positivity in, in my streams. And so it's, it's definitely a weird feeling when you flip that camera off and you can kind of decompress. And then all of a sudden you're kind of cut off from the positivity that you were creating before. And so, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I, 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 I sense that I have an understanding of where, some of the negativity in his life may have been coming from. He may be receiving a lot more toxicity than I do. I'm a pretty lucky guy that, um, number one, my community is small and very positive and very tight knit. Uh, but number two, I'm not part of a group that normally has to deal with any sort of toxicity. I'm a straight white male and that makes my life a lot easier in a lot of, as- a lot of aspects. So, um, you know, absolutely. If you feel like you're in a position where you could use some positivity, you could use some help, you can use some love, please reach out to the hardcore casuals. We're here for you and we'll make sure that you get what you need. So. Please, please, please. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, just so to, to anyone, you know, like, but don't bottle it in, man, you know, and don't think that you can't, like, I don't know, maybe I just think that people are, are uh, afraid for whatever reason to just say, hey, to be vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? And say, like, I, I need help, but there is no shame in it. You're not going to be a burden, you know, Uh to 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 others or whatnot it's there is again you know i know i'm just repeating myself this but it's real you know like don't be afraid to go out and say that you need help and and talk things out because other perspectives and an outside perspective can can be can be very uh very revealing you know like a lot of times we don't see i remember uh uh this is a silly example but I remember I dropped a dime, you know, and uh, well, I was a kid. I was a kid in, in school and uh, the janitor, I was looking, looking, looking. And the janitor, he told me, uh, you know, sometimes you got to step back. I was like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, take a couple steps back. So I took a couple steps back and, oh, I, I saw it. There it goes. There's the dime. And and, and he and he uh, was like, yeah, you know, sometimes you're looking, you look for something you can't see what's what's right in front of you so you got to st- take a c- couple steps back and i always remembered that i was like man that's that's pretty that's true you know so a lot of times that's that's what it, an outside perspective is you know like it's just a, a way to get a perspective that that might be a couple steps back and uh and it might not be what what you want to hear but but it's it's you know it's, it, could, it very well could be uh what you need you know like a different outside perspective that uh you know, because again, we end up being a lot tougher on ourselves than than uh, than we would uh, otherwise. You know, so all I right, agree. I rambled. I'm sorry, uh, but but yeah, it happens. 
Yeah. Uh, number two today is uh, a really, really heartwarming story that we got from theguardian.com. So it's not normally a, a gaming out, uh, outlet, uh, but it is a story related to gaming. I highly recommend you guys come to uh, the podcast notes today and, and get the full link for this. Uh, but it's how a video game community filled my nephew's final days with joy. And I'm not going to read this whole thing because it is a, a fairly long and heartfelt story. But the the long and the short of it is that there was a young man who was uh, basically only given uh, a few weeks left to live. He was struggling with a very serious uh, sickness and there was really no recovering from it. But he decided that he wanted to play video games online and he chose Elite Dangerous because he wanted to get that feeling of space exploration and of being in a rocket ship and, and doing the things associated with space. And uh, the story just kind of chronicles how veteran members of the Elite Dangerous community basically helped him uh, and walked him through completing all of the goals that he had for uh, uh, his time with this game. And they got him all the good gear and they got him all the cool uh, cosmetics and and it was just uh, this really great awesome story of positivity from uh, from a community that obviously is associated uh, with a lot of negativity and by community I mean like the gaming community overall not necessarily no you know no hate towards Elite Dangerous but gamers uh, in general tend to get a pretty negative rap uh, sometimes it's earned thankfully this story is um, a story of positivity and um, you know there's no no delusions here the young man did eventually pass away. But uh, it was just a really great story of how a wonderful, positive community was able to come together and give uh, this young man a really, a really great send off. So highly recommend you go check it out. Really well written story uh, from, like I said, from the kid's uncle. So go check it out, please. Uh, and support goodness in your community, support positivity, support being excellent to each other. Uh, because it shouldn't have to be someone dying for our community to come together and be good, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, we have to be excellent. We have to we have to promote positivity within this community because we want people to be a part of it. We don't want gaming to be this evil swamp that someone has to wade into in order to have fun. We want them to be able to jump in head first and enjoy themselves every step of the way. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, A, the story, like freaking like you said, well written, so touching. Uh, I I thought it was just good to see something from like it was refreshing. It was a refreshing read. You know, because yeah. you see all all the time. You see, like, they're so uh, in, they're so quick in the media, and whatnot, to to definitely uh, bust on gamers. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, they're toxic, and we're uh, you know, and, and some some of it's well deserved. You know, but the community by and large is definitely a much more giving, much much more giving than people give credit for. You know, um, it's all so much donations for for so many wonderful causes is now done through gaming so uh so that's the community i know you know uh, but I, rem I think it's another good reminder you don't know who you're playing with you know you don't know what their what their struggles are you don't know like in this case there's this this young kid that that was that didn't ha had weeks left to live you know and uh and those those last interactions you know made made a real impact to to the quality of life in his last days like that's freaking staggering right so so we don't know when we're when you know we see a, a random gamer tag and whatnot like what what are what's on the other side 
you know what struggles might be there what you know what consequence uh what what are they dealing with you don't know any of it you know so giving a small piece of kindness can literally be the difference between life and death and you just never know you know what i'm saying um so yeah just be as a reminder just be kind to one another. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much at all to just just to extend a little kindness to a stranger, you know. But yeah, good good and read. On go that read. Note, and on yeah. that note, we move over to <laughs> our our favorite Twitch streamer, Doctor Disrespect. So uh, okay. this is a this is a follow up from a story we talked about uh, around E three. If you remember, Doctor Disrespect. Uh, made the decision to uh, live stream his IRL experience at E3, and he wandered into a restroom, filmed himself and others inside the restroom, which is obviously against uh, Twitch rules, but not only Twitch rules, also California law. Uh, Twitch then responded with giving him a two-week ban from the platform, uh, which a lot of people said was um, not quite strong enough, um, didn't really end up meaning very much, and... Uh, and so now he's officially able to come back to the platform. I think he said he's coming back very soon. I think, I believe, is it Monday that I think he starts streaming again? Uh, but then on Thursday, not Dr. Disrespect, but Guy Bream, who plays the character of Dr. Disrespect. He has his own Twitter. And Guy Bream came up and posted this whole thing on Twitter about how he was you know, really sorry about what happened on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand. We apologize. This is not what we wanted to do. We got caught up in like the spirit of E3 and the spirit of Dr. Disrespect and did something we shouldn't have done. And, you know, we really feel like it was a step backwards for the brand and we hope this doesn't happen again, blah, blah, blah. And it was actually this really heartfelt response to what happened. And I mean, that really could have been the end of it. Mere hours later, uh, Dr. Disrespect was uh, I should say a Kotaku article came out basically saying that this wasn't enough uh, because Guy Bream was apologizing on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand, but not like, the, at least according to the way this Kotaku article said, like basically not apologizing directly, but apologizing indirectly, which wasn't good enough. And so then Dr. Disrespect actually ended up posting two pretty... uh pretty malicious tweets to his you know 1.1 million followers uh basically like purposefully and and pretty directly insulting uh both the writer of the article and then jason schreier the editor of gotaku itself uh being as malicious as like you know talking about his receding hairline and how you know awful kotaku is and blah 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 and it was just like i don't know it felt really weird like only hours after he posts this apology for being off brand coming in and being like directly malicious towards uh, uh, games media people when it definitely like malicious wasn't the spirit of the article that was written by Kotaku is definitely just some editorializing. And, you know, you can do some jibbing and jabbing as, as a, as a personality on social media like this, but to be like, Hey, you're, you know, Hey, you're ugly and you have a receding hairline. Like it just seemed really <laughs> like that seemed off brand to me. I mean, Dr. Disrespect has always been more, snarky and on brand. I, think. I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed a little on the nose for me and a little like, I don't know. You just, 
it just seemed like a step too far, especially especially an hour after he's like, oh man, like I'm really sorry for this. Right, right. Uh, this, this, this was really bad what I did at E3, blah, blah, blah. And he come, oh, and by the way, Jason Schreier sucks. And it's like, <laughs> it just seems so weird. <laughs> so anyway, I, obviously know, this is going to have no repercussions. It just looked oh, yeah. weird. But I, I mean, I found if you're you a fan of Dr. Disrespect, if you're, if you're with him during stream and stuff, I'm sure this was this was on brand for that. So yeah. it's just, that's just not my scene. So, but I mean, uh, not, uh, not to, a great to, look to be fair. I think that Kotaku wrote were, uh, several articles about Dr. Disrespect and they were basically calling for his head, you know, like they, they wanted him to be done for. And I think uh, honestly, two weeks was it a little short. Sure. Maybe, but he did, I honestly don't think he did anything, uh, uh, purposefully it was definitely a bonehead mistake it definitely needed um to to have some type of consequence for sure but people who are who who essentially want his career to be over i think that's that's just silly you know uh and and then to go to for the, the article to immediately come out like hey you didn't you didn't uh apologize enough and didn't I didn't I don't like the way you apologized. I don't think that's that's that was necessary. And he kind of got fed up. I totally understand it. Yeah, was it a little direct? Sure, sure it was a little direct. And the timing, you know, after, right after the apology, but yeah. he came he came back on brand. Doctor Disrespect came in and said, "Yo, you know, you're a bum or whatever, whatever it is." <laughs> <laughs> um. And and I don't I don't see that as as a negative. He came in from his personal account because the brand, quote unquote, Doctor Disrespect, the character, he his whole thing is he doesn't care, right? But him as a person and the representative of his of his brand, right, of his character, he came out and said, "Yeah, we did something dumb, man. It was a mistake. I'm sorry." I, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, to separate the brand and the character from himself and where we, he can be real. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. But it was it was it was childish and and to me it was kind of humorous. I enjoyed just kinda watching uh watching it from the sidelines, but but yeah. There you go. You can see the tweets. Check out the uh, website. Some of them were deleted. I, I had trouble finding them, but uh, a couple of the main uh, Dr. Disrespect digs are going to be there. So, yeah. There you go. All right, moving on. We got a new game coming out to oh, mobile. Baby. So I don't know if you guys remember on Switch, very recently Tetris 99 came out, and it was the very first time that a Battle Royale had been made out of the very popular Tetris. Uh, we expected that Tetris 99 would come to mobile at some point soon, but it turns out that actual uh, Tetris Royale, a 100-player Battle Royale game, is coming to mobile devices in partnership between Network, uh, which is a developer, and The Tetris Company. And it's essentially a mobile version of Nintendo Switch's impossibly addicting Tetris 99. Now, this is on uh, TheVerge.com by Dami Lee. Uh, I'm just going to read this because it's real short. But basically, the game is the first Tetris game to come out of Network and the Tetris Company's exclusive multi-year partnership, which means we'll be seeing more Tetris games for mobile in the future. Aside from the 100-player competitive mode, Tetris Royale will have other modes like a solo marathon mode and daily challenges where players can earn rewards to gain customization options, power-ups, boosts, and boosters that can be used in battle games. 
The game is currently in development and will be available for beta testing for iOS and Android devices in 2019. In the meantime, might I suggest playing this Flappy Bird Battle Royale game? But anyway, Tetris, uh, Tetris Royale coming to mobile. Check it out. I think that's, to me, I'm super excited about this because I really, sure. I wanted to play Tetris 99. And I think this kind of game is is like a hyper casual game that would be wonderful for for mobile i don't i'm not a big mobile gamer you know nah not me either uh but tetris is one of those games i think it's a really good move for uh nintendo to to bring out uh to to, to open it up a little bit and bring it to mobile you know because they have a several several franchises that are just perfect tetris is definitely one of them I love the idea of the whole, the whole battle royale thing. I uh, did you try Flappy Birds, the Flappy Birds battle royale? No, I didn't. I didn't. I've, I have you ever played the old the, the old uh, Flappy Birds? I mean, I've tried OG Flappy Bird for sure. Um, I think but I, uh, so I saw concept. I saw what the I saw what the battle royale looked like. So basically, it's Flappy Bird, but then you can kind of see the ghost of ninety nine other players trying to keep up with <laughs> you, right? And so you you're just trying to stay both ahead of, but then also you know, trying to stay alive while they, while they die. It's, it's last man standing just like other flap or just like other battle royales, but it's in the flappy bird universe. Right. And it's very simple. You just tap your phone. Easy peasy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They little, uh, I mean, you know what? Little things like that, to be honest, I think that that's cool. You know, I yeah, it's hilarious. I that's cool. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to be all over freaking Tetris though. That's for sure. No problem, man. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, we mentioned stranger things a little earlier, guys, stranger things coming to Fortnite, so if you check out the mall uh this is from pc gamer by the way pc gamer james davenport season three of stranger things the bad nostalgia show brought to you by coca-cola screw that noise what (laughs) never mind i'm not gonna read this pc gamer article guys Fortnite and 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 stranger things are teaming up they're putting portals inside the mall all these portals do is pop you out at a different portal inside the mall you don't go to the upside down you just pop out a different portal. Obviously, it makes escaping people really cool because you just pop out a different portal. All you do is jump in. Uh, I don't agree with the PC gamer saying that it is a bad nostalgia show. Freaking love the show. Uh, they're also referencing that it is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Having watched six episodes of the show, there are two scenes where the camera zooms in on someone drinking a Coca-Cola and it is completely on brand with both the show and the time period. And it is like... I did not yeah. care one bit. I was like, "Hey, it's Coca Cola." Anyway, and it, it like it doesn't linger. It doesn't take too long. It's right. very snappy. It is right. like it was the most overdone like internet outrage I've seen in a little while. People getting all stirred believe. up over Coca Cola sponsoring real? the show. Yeah, is that outrage? People are upset over that. I mean, outrage is a strong word, but you know, you see, like it, it was trending on Twitter for a little <sighs> while. Like, oh no, Coca Cola sponsoring Netflix. Are they really that poor? Blah blah blah. And it's this like so dumb. Like 1984 is when Coca Cola was like pushing hard and you know they had like coca-cola yeah. now and you know like that that was that's on that's that's right that's I, I properly agree. timing totally, your, totally your show agree. and how it, absolutely and when you watch it when you when you're experiencing the show you're like dude that is totally 80s how we're looking at this right now yeah so definitely not uh definitely not on board with all this coca-cola hate for stranger things i think they nailed it Anyway, if you like Fortnite and you like Stranger Things and you want to hop into some portals that'll pop you in in one part of the mall and pop you out in a different part of the mall, maybe hop into Fortnite right now. Go check it right. out. Limited time months. Crazy. Uh, Manny, I'm going to let you take this last one. 
Okay, no problem. Um, so, I was doing a lot of research. You know what I'm saying? One of the things we do is we Good research, research for you guys. Yes. Yeah. So, in my research, I came across this uh, Bella, Belle Delphine character. Uh, do you oh know? Boy. Do you know this uh, this young lad? I had not heard of this person until you sent me this article. Really? Okay. Really, really. Well, um, she's a very popular cosplayer. You know, she's okay. a very popular cosplayer. Nineteen year old. She's an attractive, attractive uh, uh, young girl. But one of the things that's that's kind of weird. I've, there's there's a there's a, a name for it, but like in anime, they do like. The O face, basically, and there's a spe- there's a specific <laughs> name for it, a specific name for it. I don't know what it is. If Dizzy were here, he'd be able to tell me. But she somehow was propelled to stardom uh, with with that with that weird face, you know. And she makes she's been making it a point to to troll her audience, you know what I'm saying, and. I kind of think that it's kind of funny, you know. So let me just go back. I'm gonna go back in time for, for okay. around around April Fools. Uh, there was uh, some tweet that she it was either was a tweet or an Instagram photo, and she's like, "Man, you know what? Screw it." If and I'm paraphrasing, of course, I always paraphrase. So you know what? Screw it. If uh, if this if this. Uh, what it, we're just going to call it a tweet. If this tweet gets over a million likes, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna officially go to Pornhub. I'm gonna make a Pornhub just for you guys. And the internet, you know, her little fans or whatever, went freaking crazy. They lost their minds. You know what I'm saying? It got over two million likes, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go. We're making a Pornhub." You know, so the fans, they're all freaking waiting. <laughs> and she, she she drops it she drops it right around april fool's day and she has a whole slew of videos of of her so i'll just give you an example you know uh i had i had it up for research for research uh i i don't i i, I put it down uh but it was something the title was something along the lines of bell bell delphine uh pets her her uh her poo nanny you know what i'm saying oh nice uh, yeah. Well, no. You know what? I'm just gonna say. It. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Is it the Belle oh, Delphine? Made, made it premature. It's made it premature. Belle Delphine uh, pets her pussy. You know that's Ooh, what baby. she said. And uh, and then you go and watch it, and it's very suggestive. This is probably the very first video. Very very suggestive. And then all of a sudden, it's like there's a little a little cat stuffed animal cat, and then like in the next cut, she's fully dressed. <laughs> playing with her cat and, and, and with the cat toys and everything and i started laughing bro i'm like yo that's kind of funny you know and her fans got mad apparently you know like all the dislikes <laughs> how dare <people> you were... <laughs> yeah so so there was a whole like there's probably like 10 videos and they're all like that they're all just jokes she went in on the joke you know she got two chickens she's like oh bell delphine holds two big cocks and they're two freaking roosters <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm like bro she went in for the joke and i'm like yeah this is kind of funny but her fans did not like it and they were but i mean that kind of set the the tone for like she likes she enjoys just trolling her own fans you know because she knows damn well she can get away with it you know so anyway, 
She has the, she's built up this this reputation for trolling her audience. She go, she uh, goes on uh, on Instagram recently, and she has this post, and it says uh, essentially, "Hey, new item to the store. I'm selling gamer girl bath water. Gamer girl yeah. bath water. Yeah, and this this was all over the freaking internet uh, the, this past week." Uh, and so she was in, she was in the bath water and she's just filling up these, these little jars, these 30, uh, milliliter jars and she was selling it for $30 a pop, bro. Hey, oh, bath water. It's like, oh, get, hey, gamer. She's like, she's, and she, she knows who she's selling to, bro. She's like, hey, you know, you thirsty <laughs> gamer, you thirsty gamer boys. You know what I'm saying? Like she knows damn well, just poking fun right at him. You know, this is what you want. Gamer girl, bath water. Bro, she sold. She sold out. She sold out. Thirty dollars. Oh, she nailed it. I can't. Every everybody, it became an instant meme. I mean, she uh, honestly, listen. I I I. I ultimately, I think this kind of stuff is 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 like self degradation right here. That's that's my personal that's my personal thoughts on on the whole thing. However, is she a marketing genius? Kind of, I think. I think this was, uh, it was. Kind I think of judging fun. by judging by her previous activities, we know for a fact that this wasn't a serious thing. Like she knew, like right, like this is calculated, which is hilarious. Uh, but the fact that there were enough people who were so interested in, you know, pleasing her to sell out these these bathwater jars for 30 bucks a piece. I mm-hmm. think it's hilarious. What I also think is funny is that there's like a note on the jar that says like you know this is bathwater. Please don't drink this. Like right. This, right. Is, this is for emotional purposes only. <laughs> it's like, freaking, I can't dude, who believe are these it. people. Okay. Uh, did you see the second link? I I'm um, I'm going to send you this link and this is going to be I saw the this, second link that you posted. You saw yeah. the second link. So the internet goes crazy. And one in particular, everybody's going and trying to copy, but the one that won and ended the meme, as as far as I'm concerned, Boogie2988, you know what I'm saying? He goes in and says, oh, okay, this is the trend, bro. He jumps in the little tub. Good on you, Boogie988. You need to- Keep in mind, Boogie is not a small man. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, he is, yeah, he's a gamer. He's a, a very big dude, but he lost 250 pounds, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's smaller than he used to be. Still, so much dude. smaller. And I know, like he he's he's very open and honest with with his whole thing. And he talks a lot about his his struggling uh, struggles with depression and and his his own uh, struggles with his uh, self consciousness and all that stuff. And and the fact that like even losing the weight, you still you you still he feels better, but you still think like extra negative about yourself so so this kind of thing to me uh it took a lot of guts man for him to to do that it's hilarious it's freaking hilarious uh very exposed (laughs) yeah very exposed yeah (laughs) very um yeah i mean what else what else is there to say i think I don't probably shouldn't I mean, buy bathwater. Don't buy bath. Probably, I, 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 probably don't do that. You know everybody though. Everybody, because I, I know I have the thought too. I mean, it's this funny. It's funny. It's a total 
It's hilarious. It's uh, I can't sure. believe it. She's she's she knows what she's doing. And she told she just said before, hey, I sold out. You know, she's making money. She's making so much stupid money. Thirty dollars for thirty <laughs> milliliters. I can't even believe it. I mean, even if you made a hundred of them, that's three thousand bucks. And she's off. She's off making more. You know. You know. She's trying to meet that demand, bro. I don't even know. (laughs) That's all for the news today, man. It's kind of a shorter day today, but before we uh, sign off, I wanted to go through some of the new games we have kind of coming up. uh, New games available on some of the passes and stuff. So, if you have a game pass, and if we haven't said enough, we will continue to say it. Go get the game pass. Super dope deal. Dead Rising 4, and I believe the studio that makes Dead Rising actually is no longer um, Montreal. Is that right? Warner Brothers Montreal? Uh, Yes, that is right. Okay. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. That's right. Shadow of War, not Shadow of Mordor, the first one. The sequel, Shadow of War, which came out, uh, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago, is now officially available. Uh, So go get your Lord of the Rings on. Uh, My Time at Portia. I don't know anything about that game, but I have heard good things. And finally, Undertale, which is a very popular, I think it's kind of a Metroidvania side-scroller-esque type of game. Very popular, very positive reviews. Go check out Undertale. Uh, games with gold. So if you are a gold member on Xbox, if you have live, you have these games. Uh, this is a big one. Inside is a hugely popular side scrolling oh, platforming game. Uh, I don't want to call it 2D because it definitely has some other elements to it. Uh, but it is a you know very like successful, 2.5 very popular. D. 2.5 yeah, 2. D. that's a good way to describe it. 2.5 D. Kind of like Ori in the Blind Forest, 2.5 D. Uh Big Crown Showdown is coming later in the month uh, for 360 games. Castlevania Symphony of the Night I'm is, is out, available now. And then Meet the Robinsons is coming later in the month as well. Uh, big one on PlayStation Plus. I don't have Nintendo stuff, but I do have PlayStation Plus. If you are a PlayStation Plus member, Detroit Become Human is now available that's for big, free on PlayStation big. Plus. That is a huge PlayStation exclusive uh, yeah. narrative-driven game uh, about androids and where they, uh, you know, the philosophy of androids and, you know, are they human? Are they not? Do they have emotions? Can they, should they be treated like humans? Do they have rights? Blah, blah, blah. Like there's a lot of very philosophical questions there and, you know, how you answer them and how you choose to proceed does in fact have a, a an end result, you know, to change the way your experience goes throughout the end of the game. So if you have a PlayStation Plus account and you want to check out something cool, check it out. Also, there is Horizon Chase Zero. That is not Forza Horizon. It's Horizon Chase Zero. It was PES Soccer, but then like the day of, they changed it to Horizon Chase Zero. There's a story back there somewhere that I don't know of, but it was one game and then it was not that game and now it's a different game and I'm not sure. This is PES Soccer, bro? It was. No, 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 it was. They were going to release PES Soccer. They announced PES oh, Soccer. And then like okay. the day of, they're like, joke's on you. Nope. And it's not PES Soccer anymore. It's Horizon Chase Zero. Oh. Something. It is a different game. Uh, so if you like Horizon Chase Zero, which I believe is a racing game, I'm going to do a quick Mr. Google Pants over here. And it is, in fact, a racing game. Nailed it. Uh, so go check it out there. Uh, it, it, you know, Judging by what I'm seeing right here, uh, it does look a little like it, it looks a little bit more old school, kind of like uh, Cruise in USA. If you ever played Cruise in USA, kind of looks like that. Oh man, uh, yeah. What a what a goldie. 
Yeah, right. Uh, and then new games this week. The main new game that I saw was a uh, newer indie. I don't, I don't want to call it an indie game. It's by EA, but it definitely looks like an indie game. A little bit, a little bit lower budget, uh, but it is a fun um, um, single player narrative driven adventure called Sea of Solitude. You are a player uh, making their way down around a flooded world filled with dark monsters and and loneliness, and it's your job to, you know, free every one of their lonely bonds and and i you know. if it's the game i'm thinking about on an e3 uh they talked about it uh about this game and it, it seemed to be like a pretty personal uh story about like depression and stuff it was like symbol, yes. symbolic yes. stuff. it, it seems really really interesting yeah so um that is available for uh all platforms and i saw it on xbox on playstation on pc um and yeah you can go check it out now uh manny i don't know if you can comment on this is is that game of still available from uh epic game store oh it is no longer it is no longer uh there was there was this game now i did tweet it out um if if you aren't following us on twitter by the way what are you guys doing check it out yeah hardcore casuals um i did tweet it out it is no longer there's another game out it's overcooked Overcooked Overcooked. now available that's a good one that's a good check it out i have that one on xbox so i'm gonna pass this one but um guys always keep your eyes on the epic game store account they do a free game like once a month and it's it's just like xbox live or just like ps plus except you don't have to be a member you just have to have a login account which is free and you just go in you just claim it free i haven't played any of them yet but i got them they're free Cool. Bro, I, me too, man. I just go click yeah. every time. I missed Tight. one by I accident. keep like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people suffer from this, but I keep hoarding games in 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 preparation for the day where oh internet God. stops working and I stop playing internet-based games with people. And <laughs> then when that day comes, sometime far, far in the future, I'm going to have this vast library of games that I can play alone by myself in a dark room, you know, completely cut off from the rest of the world. And and I, it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to be so thankful. I'm going to look back at past Tyler. And I'm going to be like, you know what? You did good. Thank you so much for being <laughs> so prepared for this time. That definitely will come. Um, but other than that, Manny, that's all I got for you, man. There we go. I think that's it. It was definitely, it was a little bit shorter. Not, not that We missed you, time. Buddha. Buddha, yeah. if you're listening to this, dude, look how much time we miss because you were not here to fill in the gaps of our knowledge Yeah. and spread your seed of goodness in this podcast. Yeah, Buddha, much love. I know, I know he's, I know he's busy. I know he's busy doing his thing because it's freaking Fourth of July. I'm sure it's freaking bumping. I'm sure it's bumping at work. For oh, him. absolutely, dude. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping in. If you would uh, enjoy what we are up to, uh, if you enjoy what we do, then please consider um, uh, supporting us on the Patreon. You're going to go ahead and check us out, thehardcorecasuals.com slash Patreon. Go ahead and check out the blog. Check out the uh, uh, the podcast, of course, podcast notes, definitely. And, hey, if you're on iTunes, drop a little drop a little love, a little, little five-star, a little comment. Oh, baby. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. It all goes a long way in helping us out. And, yeah, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, peace. Later. <laughs>